Hello and welcome to Connectivity 195. I'm your host Nicholas Bray and today I'm joined by Adam Abunasa. Hi everyone, I'm kind of out of breath, I just ran from a pizza buffet. So. <laughs> nice. And uh, Carmine Red. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> okay, I will if you want. You don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can take my amoeba. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about um, just having a small chat about microtransactions in Nintendo games and how we feel about that. But once again, I think we'll just catch up with everyone, especially because we just had Christmas and uh, New Year's and everything. So, Happy New Year's and everything to you guys. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy, Happy Christmas. Christmas. How did it go for you, Adam? Oh, my Christmas was beautiful. I got mm. uh, Xenoblade, and I got a second gamepad <laughs> charger. That's good. <laughs> um, but the box it was in was really awesome. Uh, I actually have it here. It's uh, Extreme Chores. It's oh, a motion control yes! video game. I, 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 I gave <laughs> that. I gave that to somebody. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Uh, what is have, it? have you seen this? Um, it's a big box, and it has this family playing like a, a fake Wii game okay. called Extreme Chores. It features d- digging, dishes, raking, and the <laughs> <a> litter box. <laughs> and the kid on the front looks so excited. There's an art and he's playing. to the litter box. I'll have you know. We've got five cats in the house right now. There's an art to the litter box. It's like Wii music, you know? It's underappreciated. <laughs> oh, I was... So it's a fake game. And I was really disappointed <laughs> because I I was looking at it. I was like, "Oh my god!" I because I love I love terrible games, and I was really excited. And I opened it up, and it was just a second <laughs> gamepad charger. Which yeah. I don't know if you remember from last week. I bought myself a gamepad charger at the Nintendo store because I was there and it was cheap. And my family got mad at me. Oh, so, and this is why instead of. Yeah, instead of extreme chores, I just got a second <laughs> gamepad charger. You ruined uh, their plan. But I'll, I did. I ruined, Christmas. ruined Christmas. But they also got me Xenoblade, the special edition. Dang. And I know. I didn't think I'd get it because I, I pre-ordered it. And then it came out like two weeks before Christmas or something. So you have to go to this specific store, give them my phone number, and they'll give you a big box that just has nonsense and robots on it. And that's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> and I told my mom that, like, on December 4th, I was like, Mom, I want this game. You have to go get it, please. And she was like, oh, I don't have, like, my money set aside for Christmas yet. Like, I'm not doing Christmas for another week or so. And I was like, no. Nice deflection. I was so sad. No, someone else in the family ended up picking it up and, like, selling it to my mom. You know, like, one of those back-end, like, Christmas things. <laughs> like, oh, I got an extra <laughs> present, you know. I'll give it to you for a deal. Um, but I got that. And the hardcover strategy guide, and uh, I feel kind of bad. I've played. Who made Who made the strategy guide for? Um, I don't know. Would you recommend a strategy guide? Uh, if you like I having mean... strategy guides on your shelf, because that's what I do with them. Um, <laughs> it's Prima. Prima makes like all of them. Prima. I'm just wondering because um there are things I want strategy guides for like I want it for Animal Crossing I'm not you don't need for Animal I want it for Pokemon definitely because there's just too many Pokemon and uh 
if uh, if I'm going to get deep into something, like if there was a Harvest Moon strategy guide, I'd buy it. Mm. In fact, there probably is, and I just haven't seen it. But uh, there are certain games that do, you, and I haven't oh, I haven't played Xeno Xenoblade uh, yet, so I'm wondering. Does it benefit from having a strategy guide as a companion? Yeah, it it does. There's a lot of missions that are just really like you don't know what to do or you don't know what enemy they're talking about they're going to go kill. So you just look it up. Because, uh, you know, there's like a million missions in it. And I don't want to get stuck on one for too long. So I can just yeah. open the guide. Uh, but mm. there's some things that like they don't really explain very well. That like the guy doesn't show you the menu doesn't sh- the manual doesn't show you like uh, last night for the first time I played off TV and mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out how to access the map because when you're normally playing the game the game is on the TV and the map is on the screen and you can move around and touch to fast travel and it shows you where your missions are and stuff and I couldn't figure it out um, but then eventually I found it in the manual you're just supposed to switch. Like, you're supposed to turn off TV play off to access your map. Yeah. Really? So even Uh. though I don't, I was in a different room than my TV, I was supposed to put it back on the TV and then (laughs) go around the map. (laughs) Oh, and there's, there's no pausing in the game. Like, the only way to pause is, like, to go into a deep menu or hit the home button. Yeah. Just kind of frustrating. Like, if I get a phone call or something, it's like, well, I hope I don't get murdered while I'm talking to someone on the phone. (laughs) Um. And I have like a lot of little nitpicky things that I hate about the game, but overall, I I think I like it. I don't know. I'm like 30 hours in, and I want to play more, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I like it. But I think I uh, like it. I guess I, I like have it. to. At this point, I think I have to say I like it. <laughs> yeah, I ended up buying the um the game like before Christmas, and I haven't I haven't touched it yet, but. I don't know. The more I hear about it, the more people say how deep it is and how dense it is just to do stuff. It's, like, uh, it's kind of like worrying me a bit now. It, it's a little daunting. Yeah, that's the word, daunting. Especially when it's sitting there and it just grows bigger in your mind after not. I'm in the same boat as you. I bought it. I haven't had time to play it. My brother and I look at it and we're like, let's play that this weekend. And we just don't have time or energy. Mm. And the longer we go, the bigger and bigger it an obstacle it becomes in the sense of like I don't know, it just seems to grow in in, in uh significance. Mm. I, I think the even... best way to approach it would probably just be to not really like get too caught up in all the, the the minor details of missions and stuff and just sort of push through as like just keep pushing forward as much as possible maybe and uh hopefully it'll all make sense eventually. No don't even worry about how big it is. Just play it and have fun. Like mm. I bought Xeno. Can you do that? Can you sort of just play it? Is it or like I? I don't think <laughs> you make it sound so it easy. Is. It's like just, you can't you just play in... a Zelda game. You have to put in like an hour for tutorial, and then like an hour beyond that to actually get out into the overworld. These well, days. I I could have beaten two Zelda games in the amount of time it <laughs> took me to get this far in Xenoblade, and I still don't really know what's going on. Uh, but in the in the first Xenoblade. <laughs> I put like 50 or 60 hours into it. It felt like I was halfway through the game. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. there's the two giant things locked in battle that like died and then everyone lived on them. And I'm on the sword in between them. So it feels like I'm halfway through the game. And then I just stopped. 
and like every couple months I'll go back and play for like an hour or two. Um, but I never beat it, but I felt satisfied. Like, oh, I had fun with that game. So mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. one, like, I don't think I'll ever beat it, but I'll probably put like a lot of time into it. Especially I moved the Wii U into my bedroom so that my sister wouldn't have to sit in, sit through hundreds of hours of me running across <laughs> giant fields. It is. Does your sister usually watch you play video games or she just hates it? Oh. Or like you're just hogging the TV? Well, I mean, it's my TV, so and it's my apartment, so she can kind of watch. But usually if she's here, I'll try and play... Um, like either multiplayer stuff or uh, off TV. Like I'll play a lot of Smash while we're watching TV together, or um, like we played a lot of Wooly World together, uh, Affordable Space Adventure. Um, she gave me a lot of shit right when Mario Maker came out because I was stuck on this level for hours, and there were all these Hammer Bros everywhere, and there were no mushrooms, and I thought like, oh, this is a really good level, but now I realize it was a terrible level, and the stupid bitch put so many. Damn Hammer Brothers everywhere. <laughs> and she was making fun of me. She was like, why do you just beat it? Like, come on, just beat it. It's Mario. It's not hard. And I made her try it once, and she died so fast. And she was like, okay. And she did the same thing to me with Captain Toad. She was like, this is a children's game. And then I made her play a level, and she died. And she was like, all right, fine. It's not a children's game. Um, but I don't know. I don't think it's fair to make someone watch you, you play games, so... And this is not up her alley. I, I just, yeah, I just ask because I do a lot of my game playing vicariously. I've always done that. Because when I was growing up, my older cousins would play games. And these are complicated PC SRPG games that I have no idea what's going on. I just like, ooh, that's pretty. Ooh, this stuff on fire. Oh, my God, everyone's dying. I never want to play this game sort of thing. But I want to watch people play. So it's interesting. And Like, I watched my brother play a lot of FF7 because I was like, only one of us needs to play this. I have a, uh, I am against this game on principle. <laughs> this yada yada yada, and we got a certain distance in it, and then we couldn't get the third disc. So, uh, so I I end up watching games a lot, or like my brother will be playing like Team Fortress Two, and I'll just like sit down and I'm like, can I watch it for like twenty minutes? This is mm-hmm. really cool. And uh, Splatoon is great for watching because. He can be playing, and I'll watch his map for him. And I'll be like, oh, there's someone, there's someone coming up behind you. There's two guys ahead of you. Here's the situation yeah. sort of thing. Turn it into a bit of mm. co-op. So, Carmine, how was, uh, what's, what have you been doing lately then? How was your Christmas and stuff? So, I, How is everyone still getting Christmas gifts? I, I haven't gotten like a video game for Christmas. I, I rarely get gifts for Christmas anymore. Carmine. I'm, this Christmas, the whole theme was, I'm giving gifts to people. And, like, my mom turns to me and says, give your cousin, like, $20. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's all my money. I'm, I'm a, I'm a college student. I don't know how old you think I am, That's... but. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, yeah, in college, we were still giving and getting gifts. That was cool. But uh, I'm I'm of an age now where it's the tables have been turned and. I now have to start tracking every Christmas. What are my gift-giving requirements? Mm. How old are the kids? Stuff yeah. like that. Like my little cousins and everything. I'm like, how old are they? They're in high school now? That's crazy. Last, I, they're still eight in my head. <laughs> can I still give them video games? Uh, can I ask how old you are? I need, I need. Is it part of your mystique? I am. You're making me do math. 
Oh. You're making me do math. Uh, I'm I'm 31, but I turned 30, 32 this month. Uh, wow. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, that's that's scary. <laughs> I mean, I pretend like I'm young, but I'm 25, so I'm coming up on gift-giving age. You are young. You've got your whole life I've got the you. next five years before I have to give gifts. Uh. <laughs> no, but uh, I think, like, I am pretty cool with this age because I feel like I grew up in the NES days. I got a little bit of that. I was still very young, but played a ton of NES. And then really, you know, going through the 90s with the 16-bit era and the 32-64-bit era was really like perfect video game playing age mm. for me. And just tons of video games that were really formative. And so I'm pretty, I feel like I threaded the needle there, you know. Like if there was a video game age I'd want to grow up in, this is a pretty decent one. Yeah, you're like yeah. a year older than Super Mario Brothers. So you kicked off the whole industry, man. Uh, the, what was it? Is the NES is considered second, third generation? Uh, I think. Of video gaming? Yeah. There's technically like two before that. Yeah, so it's really easy. I'm like, when did the NES come out? Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's my decade of, I don't remember it, but the 80s is like tons of stuff happened, including my birthday. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm hearing about you guys getting gifts and I'm like, that's great. <laughs> I, I don't even, I'm even running out of like, people I could give a video game to. Like, I'm buying all this stuff. I'm like, I wish one of my cousins was as crazy into this stuff as I mm. am. I mean, they play video games, and I've given before. But um, it's it's really great to be able to shop for someone yeah. else. Yeah. And, like, I what I really miss is... um, I, I We should have asked this during... When we had a... Um, who did we have from Nintendo on, on the telethon? We should have asked... Why can't I gift anyone on the eShop? Yeah, because that, that was because a um, thing on the Wii, and they just abandoned yeah, they it did for that. some reason. Yeah, they abandoned it. Maybe they have some reason they didn't want to do it anymore. And, I mean, it would be cool if we could buy codes. And I'm sorry, this is total tangent, yeah, right. but you can only buy codes from, like, Nintendo first-party stuff. And if I want to gift somebody, like, the entire Phoenix Wright, mm. you know, uh, collection, which is totally, you know, which is like something that I really want to facilitate and shout from the rooftops about. You must play Phoenix Wright. This game is awesome, but um, I yeah. can't. I'm like, take this eShop card. Please spend it on what I tell you to spend it on. <laughs> I've done that before. I've like sent people pictures of eShop cards and been like, surprise, <laughs> it's Splatoon. That's what you're. <laughs> that's what you're buying. <laughs> but they're yeah. in weird increments. Like they don't cover tax. So I'll be like, oh, you're going to have, like, $2 left over. Like, you should put that towards Super Metroid. Oh, do they? Yeah, because it'll be, like, do a they... $50 card and a $20 card. Because the game is 60 plus tax. And then there's, like, left over. And I'm like, they don't have a $5 card or anything. Or an, kind of remember an 8% card. If, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that there's, like, a field for tax. I just can't remember actually seeing anything on there. Maybe when you buy like a pure eShop game, there's no tax. But maybe when you buy like a retail game, there's tax. No, there's. I don't there's remember always seeing tax, tax on because there. the topic that we're talking about today, stupid fucking badge center, they always charge me a dollar oh seven, not a dollar. I always forget about that sales tax, but they charge it. Ah, 
Where's my 3DS? Are you going to go buy, buy some but, plays right now? I must see this. Have I been paying tax all this you time? You have been. They're sneaky. No, legally, if you don't, they don't charge you tax, you're supposed to re- report it. I think it depends it. on what state you're No, in. you're supposed to report it on your taxes. So oh, some states... Do they co- are they supposed to collect it? There's a thing where you can report it, but they're not going to charge you. So you sort of have to take the time to record it and then go to the IRS and say, Hey, by the way, here's money, which I don't know if anyone does. But you're supposed... I guess close to, but like Amazon, they're like, oh, you can do that on your own. But Nintendo, you know, they're kind of trying being everything's above up board. And up, yeah. So I feel like they might be like, oh yeah, you have to pay taxes on this. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm going in right now, and I need to find this out. <laughs> Maybe okay, that's well... why you can't gift things because on the old one, you paid taxes on the Wii points that you bought at the store, and then. You just had those points, and you would spend points on things. There weren't, there wasn't tax uh, in tax the shop. Code. It's the most difficult game. <laughs> no, because I I remember that they're not being taxed because I buy stuff, and I could count the number of games I bought by how far down the sense increments had gone. So I was like, oh yeah, when I get back, if I had like a certain number amount. And I bought like one game. I'd be at ninety. I'd be like one cent, because it'd been something ninety nine. So they didn't always used to be tax. And they always charged me tax. I, I swear. Maybe it is by I, state. It's gotta be. It, it's gotta be by state because California has different tax stuff that happens compared to other states. And Nebraska. And maybe it'll change. I bet you this will change for like maybe this. I mean, we have some sort of. For two years, Amazon gets a buy, and then they have to start collecting it, and then everyone will have to start collecting it. Yeah, it's mostly because of Amazon, right? I think so. That's where most people buy stuff online. Uh, but speaking of states, I do have to apologize. Uh, a listener reached out to me, and I kind of implied on the last episode that I was from the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. Um, and I'm actually from <laughs> the biggest city in like the tri-state area, Omaha. But it's still like <laughs> oh. the whole the whole state is just the middle of nowhere. So I may be from the biggest city around, but it's a very small state. Like I, <laughs> so in your defense, it's still Nebraska. It's still Nebraska. We have less than two million people in the whole state. It's just like nothing. It's like zero people. Yeah, it's like it's like. Like, like, yeah, that's how many small. When you, when when I'm thinking of you in a fraction of Canada, <laughs> that's well. How many people live in your state, like, or in your city? Do you know? As I know, we have nine hundred thousand people in Omaha. We're very proud of it. We put it on the front page of the newspaper. <laughs> I have no idea how many people live here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, we'll try and get a bit back on track. Wait, um, but, but just uh, just a quick update. No tax. Okay. That I am, I'm trying to buy something, no tax. Alrighty, I'm glad we, we sorted that one out. <laughs> um, as for me, I actually got a PS4 for Christmas for my girlfriend. Jesus, So keeper. that was really cool. Um, <laughs> I wasn't planning on buying one anytime soon, but uh, now that I have one, it's kind of cool. Um, I've been playing The Last of Us Remastered. I actually finished that the other day. Have you 
That two... is the one that used her likeness? No, no, that's the one that likeness. they kind of ripped off that her face, it? sort of, and oh, she complained. That's the one that stole it. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's uh, maybe it was an earlier version of her character model that looked closer to her, but they, I guess it's possible they, like, sort of, one of the artists based it off her, but I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, have you guys played the game? I haven't. No. Um, I actually ended up playing it on the PS Vita. Huh. I had the... I don't know if you have it there, Nick, but we have the PlayStation Now, the streaming service. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't looked, I haven't looked into it. Well, it's really weird. Like, there's a PlayStation 3 somewhere in the world hooked up to the internet that you can rent to stream to one of your yeah. devices. Mm. And the only device I have is a Vita. And when I found out about it, I was like, oh... Well, I guess I'll play The Last of Us. Um, and I played it for like a couple hours, and then I fell into a hole, and the hole was full of zombies, and I died. And then I tried to go around like a corner, and this really scary zombie came and killed me, and I died. And I gave up on it for like two or three months, and then they kept charging me for this damn monthly service. Ooh. Yeah, and it's twenty twenty oh dollars a month. Plus so, tax. Plus tax. So, like, the third or fourth month, um, I kind of left my job. I totally left my job. So, I was like, well, I can't afford this anymore. I should probably cancel it. So, I canceled it, and it said you have till the end of the month. So, I was like, okay, then let's play this game again. So, I was playing it, and I got a bit farther. Uh, apparently, the test lady leaves at some point, and yeah. I still have her, so. Oh, yeah, you're pretty not, early. You're, not, like, probably not even really out of the, like, introductory area, really. Yeah, not not that far. Uh, I think what yeah. makes me sad is that I probably could have bought like a really old used PS3 for the amount of money that <laughs> I spent on yeah. the yeah. damn streaming service. And I've had PlayStation uh, Plus for like two years, so I mm. have a bunch of free games that I yeah. could have played on that. So, I don't know. I feel like I got a little ripped off, and oh, it was well. kind of janky on the system, but... yeah. Well, we we are here to talk about like the brave new world of like digital <laughs> purchases and all the ways they can do that. As for the yeah, The Last of Us, um, I, I liked it. I liked it. I, I'm actually probably going to play through it again, uh, which I don't know says something about it. I suppose uh, a lot of the encounters, I think uh, I don't know. The game sits a bit better with me than um, on the Uncharted games. Like the way that the gameplay is sort of segmented up. Uh, feels a little more natural in The Last of Us compared to like Uncharted, maybe. Um, the story, there's like a lot of people go on about how good the story is. I found it this like the actual plot lines more um, like um, standard sort of standard storytelling fare. I think it succeeds mostly in making like just like being in the environments and stuff. Um, like, just playing as the characters in this environment. You can sort of imagine you in, like, The Walking Dead or something. Um, yeah, just, it succeeds on, like, the character and just the setting level more than the actual what happens in the story, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. And the, the DLC chapter was uh, pretty interesting as well, even though that was, like, only an hour and a half long or whatever. Um, so that's about all I was, I've been playing. I did download Rocket League, so I'll probably try and play that with Neil or someone eventually. 
because it seems pretty fun. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much me wrapped up. So we'll take a short break and we'll be back with our main topic about microtransactions in Nintendo games. And we're back. So now we're going to talk about microtransactions in Nintendo games. Um, where do we want to start? We should probably avoid the tax thing, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should start at the beginning with the really crappy DLC levels on uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2. Like the, Oh, right. Yeah. They were mm. so bad and really expensive and timed. You had like a minute to beat each level. And I I felt like that was the first time I was ever, like, ripped off by Nintendo. And I have, like, Pokemon Dash and all sorts <laughs> of shitty Nintendo games. But that was the first time that they ever wronged me. I thought most people uh, kind of liked the DLC in that game. I, I felt they were expensive, and I still bought them all. Um, but I never really, like, enjoyed them. Hmm. So is that just a case of a bad... I we we we've all bought bad games, but does does is just bad DLC the same as a bad game? Like I paid money for this, and I wish I hadn't, sort of thing, because the game turned out to be not as good as I thought it was. I don't know because I, I liked the game. It felt like they wanted more money from me just because I enjoyed the game, but then they didn't give me anything that I would enjoy. So have you? So hmm. so how about like Smash Brothers? where they have DLC for that now. Have you been buying any of that? Uh, I only buy the characters and the stages. Uh, I won't buy the, the me costumes. Yeah, me too. No, no, no. But are you happy doing that? How much have we spent on just characters and stages? I feel like every time it comes out, I spend another 10 bucks I... because I buy it for Wii U mm. and 3DS. Yeah, it's kind of expensive. Right before Christmas, like two days before Christmas, I bought Cloud, and that was it was like mm. 7 or $8 plus tax. So that, like hurt right that close to christmas like oh no i just spent mm. all my money <laughs> oh. i felt really stupid because i asked for eShop cards and then i was like well what if i get eShop cards but i didn't get eShop cards so um uh, but i love the smash characters i'm really happy that they're coming out with more um uh, i'm really sad that they're not coming out with more 
Yeah. I was shocked. Again, shut up and take my money. Why are you stopping? They're going to... I'll pay you $10 every time this happens. They're going to come out with more. What I think they're going to do is I think they're going to port this to NX, the Smash Bros. for Wii U, Mm -hmm. with all the DLC characters, plus, like, Inklings or some shit, and then continue. But in, like, a year or two, like, give Sakurai a break um, and get the NX kind of out there. But it would be so easy if they're borrowing the architecture from the, the Wii U to move smash over there and then add a couple characters like that's a guarantee sale everyone will will buy mm. that that buys an nx yeah maybe um so yeah the, I don't, uh, i've bought like most of smash deals so i'm just trying to think of what other dlc that from nintendo that i've actually paid for did you mario kart, the mario kart uh, stuff was really good mario oh kart yes mario good. kart but are we talking about dlc or microtransactions sorry micro yeah microtransactions it's well, all sort I mean, of mixed we, in together isn't it define yeah what's the difference between dlc and well, microtransactions and dlc i usually associate with content and um microtransactions are usually things like pay to play or like keep you know uh yeah, like pay-to-play stuff, micro sort of transactions. So you got to keep paying little bits of in, like little bits of money to keep sort of going along the game. Mm, okay. Yeah, a micro transaction is something that you can do it again and again and again. But DLC is something you just do once. Mm. Okay. So I don't know. I like the DLC. DLC is much more traditional then because it's much more like an expansion pack. Although you can use them in different ways, yeah, yeah. Because we've we've had we've had like expansion content for ages, yeah. You know, especially in the PC world, you buy the expansions. I don't know. I feel like have you guys ever played um what is it Rusty's real deal? It baseball? never came out here, so. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty I sure it didn't. I I never ended up playing it because I knew you had to pay, and I felt like dirty, but I really wanted to. It sounded pretty fun, like, some of the games sounded fun, but, yeah, I haven't... It's really... It, it's an experiment, and some of the games are sort of neat, It's but they're really all these sort of, like, mini mini games based around baseball and different baseball uh, skills mm. and stuff like that. And so I, I don't know whether uh, it makes that much sense to pay, like, as much for each of those mini mini games, but... The way they did it is just really interesting, and I think it's like it was this experiment in what's the relationship between the player and making these like uh, downloadable content on transactions throughout the game. I I don't know if anyone else really. I I don't know how much of a splash it made, but I think I, by the end of it, I spent what sixteen dollars to unlock everything. Mm-hmm. And that was, and I'm fairly confident that I did all the bargaining correct. So it was a bit of an expensive experiment. Yeah. But I guess that would fall under the, the term DLC, because you buy it all and then you're done. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to buy. You can't just keep throwing money at the dog to feed his kids. <laughs> you fed them forever. Just, you, get, you unlock all the content, then he's just like, oh, you can pay me whatever you want to uh, make me feel happy. <laughs> well, it's interesting, because it's this... Again, I, I feel like it was an experiment because you're, you're actually haggling with him for the real yeah. price. So he's t- so he's there trying to say, hey, buy this for two ninety nine, And you're like, have a donut. And he's like, oh, my God, this donut makes me feel so good. What price did I say? Two sixty nine. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, so there's all these little like 
uh, dialogue tree tricks you can play and using items on him to like lower his resistance until you get down. And then coupons. There are coupons in the game that affect the real price you pay for it. So it's this really experimental thing. I haven't seen it done elsewhere. Yeah. It was interesting. It it just but if you look at it as a pure I'm paying money for this mini game, which feels like it's out of out of, you know, WarioWare, out of Mario Party, it sort of becomes a wholly different value proposition. Mm. And somewhat expensive. It was I, I liked it for the journey. I just don't know if it if it'll be repeated. Yeah, maybe on mobile maybe they'll play around with rusty again on a mobile game with like variable prices mm. and this weird sort of you are haggling directly with nintendo characters for how much you pay nintendo i don't know that'd be weird <laughs> then reggie but, uh, just comes in and says you're paying this much <laughs> <laughs> and breaks your knees but oh, jeez oh, <laughs> um so you wanted to also talk about the Nintendo Badge Center uh, game. I haven't, I haven't actually yes. downloaded this either. So. Oh really? Yeah. It's awful. Horrible. I awesome. hate it, but I love it also. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> so this is microtransactions. This is where, if you're not careful, they'll take your money and keep on mm, taking yeah. it. Yeah. And I think uh, what was the review on our site? It's like if you have a gambling problem. Stay away. Yeah, it was it was Something a like six out of ten. Uh, six, six out of, out 10, of ten. But the abstract, the abstract was something like, if you have a gambling problem. Yeah. See, how do they? How can they get away with like, I don't know, Nintendo make well, make, it's a, make a game, game like this, but then like they ban um they ban like what is it, gambling in what? Pokemon games? Like, they took it out. Well, well, here's the thing. Uh, gambling. Here's, here's, I think, where the distinction lies, and it, it might be, I may, I could be wrong, and no, I'm no expert in gambling, but it, I think that technically you look at Badge Arcade, and it's a skill-based game. It's a crane mm. game, uh, which are, which are really difficult, and, the, and if you go out, out and play a real crane game, they're designed not to be won, you know, they're designed to take your money, but this is technically a skill-based game, and if you play it, they don't make it that yeah. hard, because they want you to keep playing it. Um, but stuff like Pokemon, where you have blind packs, and in the first Pokemon game where it's really just random, you're, you're pulling on slot machines, that's gambling. Mm. It's it's the same discussion that I think happened with stuff like, have you guys heard about DraftKings? And, yeah, they're... Uh, the, sports, the sports betting, uh, the like NFL draft sports betting sites where you play against other people. Okay. Yeah, they're getting like in a lot that of trouble was, for being yeah, gambling. Those guys are getting into trouble. Mm. Because they were trying to make the argument, hey, it's a skill-based game, yeah. you know, because you choose your, you know, you're in a, you're in a fantasy league and you're playing against other people. So it's yeah. like that. Um, and I, and it, and, uh, and I guess it did not hold up mm. in courts. So, uh, there's all these places cracking down on them and saying, if you're going to do this, you have to be like, you have to call yourself this and you have to do all this through the official state stuff. So. Sort of closing around, so I, I my, that's what I've been thinking is like the difference between something like Badge Arcade and something like uh, Gatch, uh Capsule Sales Systems, yeah. which are actually also in like I forget what you call them, Gacha or something, Gachapon, Gacha, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think Gachapon is actually 
are regulated in Japan mm. now. Oh, really? Like, if if you do this, yeah, you have to be careful. They'll get, uh, they'll actually, uh, I think if you do this in a game, there's like, they're starting to like say, okay, if you're doing this, you have to like follow certain rules and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I bet it's still popular, but I think they're starting to say, we have to regulate this. We can't just let anyone make these plug in money and get random, um, things out. I, th- I, in video game, in a video game mm. context. So anyway, yeah, let's look at back on, back on track to the actual badge arcade game. <laughs> Um, so, so, so you, you, you pretty much put in like a bit of money and then you can play to get like one of these badges, right? For your 3DS home screen or something. Yeah. The way it's yeah. set up is it... each different machine is based off of a game. So there'll be like a Splatoon machine or like a couple, a uh, couple Mario ones, a couple Donkey Kong ones, and it'll have like five or six badges from that. And like the hardest one to get off to the side will be Donkey Kong. And then there will be like a Cranky Kong and like three barrels. And the barrels are easy to get, but the other ones are hard to get. Uh, and you put in a dollar and you get five plays. And you see how many you can get. Uh, and every once in a while you'll get a free play. Or there's like a practice machine. Uh, you don't get to keep the ones from the practice machine. You can only do that once a day. Um, so it, it feels just a little too expensive for what you get. Like yeah. You just get these stupid little badges you put on your home screen, and they're kind of fun, but the sets change out like every three or four days, so you're kind of pressed to spend money and not wait for a free play. Uh, because or... you can you can sort of like not get something, right? You can just miss out on the thing you wanted. Yeah, you can get nothing, or you can yeah. just get like the damn donuts from get... Mario. Like I'm... I'm stuck on like uh, a machine right now where there's only one piece that I'm missing. But I suspect that the way that machine is laid out, I have to get every other piece before I can get that one mm. piece. So uh, there's a possibility I'm going to miss out on that. It's going to switch out in two days, and I'll have to start over on uh, something else. Yeah. So would you, like this is like the like microtransactions because you're constantly like you know trying to put more money in right to get stuff you want. Would you guys have just preferred like these were just listed on the eShop and you could just buy them outright, packs of stuff outright? No, I like the screen. game. Oh no, no! I, w- I want yeah. The, it makes sense as part of a game. I love. I like. I like the crane mm. game. And each each machine is laid out differently. So it's like every time you go there, you're like, "Ooh, this is a different layout." Ooh, this instead of a crane, it's a hammer or it's a bomb. Yeah. You know, it's actually it's actually neat. Mm. I would have preferred buying the actual machines. Like for a dollar, you get this machine and you can only play it five times a day and every day it resets or whatever but i don't have to give you a dollar every day just to play the same machine i mean then they'd have a bunch of money from me because i would buy all those machines and never play any of them and uh then it'll then it'll be dlc yeah and i would be okay with that you know then you're you're buying a level and you have to beat the level to unlock content to unlock some uh vanity content. yeah and that is okay that is very okay but I don't know who this game is for. Like, it, it seems like it's for <laughs> gambling addicts because it's not for children. Most children don't have, you know, like, constant internet access and debit cards. And if they get, like, a $20 eShop card, uh, like, for their birthday or something, and this is what they spend their money on, <laughs> like, their parents are going to be pissed. Be like, you you what? 
you gambled to see if you could get a couple stupid little badges that do nothing. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're coming after, like, Carmon and I. Like they, I can see that. I they can see a lot of likes. I can see those stories coming out in, like, ten years' time when those kids have, like, grown up enough. It's like, oh, I spent all my Christmas money on useless badge. So, so why are we more comfortable with DLC than microtransactions? Let's talk mm. about that. So why why do you, why do we like the idea if we buy the machine? I think because it's a one time purchase. Play it five like times DLC, a day. is generally just a, you, you want this thing, you buy this thing for the game, and you you own that thing. Microtransactions, like I said, uh, by the definition we're using at least, is like it always tries to get more money out of you. Like you got to keep putting more in constantly, sort of thing. Yeah, DLC so, is like a purchase, but a microtransaction is it has a mystery total. Like you don't know yeah. when when you'll be done. It's like going to an all you can eat buffet versus like a weight of your plate buffet. Like mm. I don't I don't like it when they weigh your plate. Like, it's scary. You know you don't know how much money you're gonna have to pay for your food. But the all you eat all you can eat buffet, you know, like you pay up front and then you have it and you can just eat it until you feel really sick. Like with video games, you just play them until you feel really sick. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, you you put it down. So about fifty hours of Zeno, Zeno Blade, and that's you when go you got to the sick. pizza buffet, and then you eat, and then you come back and play Zeno Blade. Eat until you get sick. You come back and play video games until you get sick. Yeah, man, twenty five is a, a good. Is age. this just a thing about? Is this? <laughs> is this just a thing about age, though? I mean, is it a generational thing? Are people uh, are are people more used to it, or is this hmm. something that I think it. A, di- a different segment of the population is happier to do microtransactions. Yeah, I think like you know our sort of age groups, like we're in our <laughs> mid to late twenties, early thirties. So our sort of age group is like still in that generation where we grew up, where we pay money for something and we get this thing and we own this thing. Um, the five and six year olds today, you know, and a bit older, um, are growing up in the era of you don't own your stuff. Like they're perfectly happy to just buy stuff on iTunes, like movies, or, you know, just watch Netflix, and not really, like, you pay money for access, you're not really paying to own, so uh, I guess, like, the whole microtransaction thing is also in- involved in that sort of stuff, like, all the free-to-play games, like, it'd be interesting to see the opinion on people, like, when, like I said, when they grow up in, like, 10 years' time, when, like, all these six-year-olds are, like, 16, 17, or whatever, see what the opinion is on all that stuff then, like, from them, and say, oh, will they prefer just to, like, not own anything and just pay for, like, little bits of money here and there to do stuff, or would they prefer to, like, actually own stuff still? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it probably will be and is a bit of a generational thing, but it also depends, I guess, on, like, parents and how they, what they let their kids do and stuff, but... Cause I couldn't, I wouldn't really want to like let a little kid lose with a free to play game, like and let them spend money on it. Yeah, there was, and I mean there have been cases where that's gotten completely out yeah. of hand in the mobile industry. Like Smurfs, I think the Smurf mobile game got in huge trouble over that. Mm. Um, I think this was on iOS, and the 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 mechanics at the time on on their app store was like if you put in your password once for the next 15 minutes you did not need to re-enter it and you could buy (laughs) anything so the kid would just keep buying it and also I think the thing really against 
I don't know, I can't remember what it was, but I think uh, they, there was also, like, they weren't very clear that you were spending your money, something like that. I could be wrong. Yeah, I found, found that, like, even, I don't that. download many mobile games, but the few that I have that have microtransactions in the game somewhere, it's always kind of confusing, and you're not sure 100% if this is in-game currency, or is this going to be a payment? Um you can turn mm-hmm. that stuff off, I think, in most games, but uh, it's, I, it, they might be a bit better about this now, but I do remember a couple that I've, like, tried just to, like, test out that were, like, a little bit not up front, 100%. So how do you feel about that sort of thing coming to Nintendo? Yeah, I can do without it, the free-to-play model. <laughs> like, I, it's probably inevitable that Nintendo's going to do this sort of stuff on mobile to a degree, um, but I can... I don't know, it depends on the games, but I, I, I'm more inclined to ignore downloading their mobile stuff unless it's like gets really good reception or it's really fun or something. Because I don't even download a lot of mobile games in general. I mean, I don't really like playing games mm-hmm. on, my, on my phone um, that much. Pokemon Go! Oh my god, I'm so excited for Pokemon <laughs> Go. Like, please. See, uh, Pokemon Go is going to have like microtransactions because you're going to have to spend money on your pokeballs and stuff right isn't that what we're assuming well that's Um, okay because i get to be a real life pokemon master so you know you have to pay for (laughs) your stuff Hmm. but you have to pay in poke dollars yeah and there's going to be a tax Uh, tax to pay for the pokemon centers it's interesting i (laughs) that's how they fund it public pokemon uh yeah, my, I have to talk to my brother again. He has this whole theory about, like, the society of the Pokemon world and how they're, like, this ideal socialist something society where no one pays any tax and there's universal Poke Center healthcare or something. <laughs> but, um, uh, what is, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like what you said, Adam, though, about, like, you could take Badge Arcade, which is microtransaction, and you could turn it into a DLC, buy once, own it forever, and still play it. And still have that challenge of you own it, but you can't unlock the content unless you can beat it in five plays, sort yeah. of thing. Mm. And then they could use like street pass coins if you need really need it. It's like hundred street ca- street pass coins, ten plays, something oh, like that. Oh man! But um, my street pass coins have been full for like two years. Like I want something to spend them on so badly. <laughs> I want something to spend. Street pass should be the the painless microtransaction. All microtransactions should be street pass, uh, <laughs> uh, because then it doesn't. Then we're not in danger. Back of when play coins was like when the 3ds was coming out and stuff, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if play coins translated like a certain amount of play coins translated to real money? So you could have like I don't know, a thousand play coins equals like five cents in the real dollars or something, ten cents in real dollars. <laughs> oh, God. Well, and they said they're gonna do that. So complicated. They said they're gonna do that with the like, Nintendo you... account, where. Like playing the game gets you points, and then you can use Ooh, those points to buy mm-hmm. like games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that might be where they're headed with that. That'd but cool. you might have to spend real money to play the games to get the points to get the rewards, like micro <laughs> microtransactions <laughs> so to get points. They get you it's in the end. <laughs> the... I'm saving money. Um, <laughs> I I feel like uh, maybe uh, here's maybe it's going to be maybe the future is to. On mobile, because the mar- the mar- market in mobile is so already in the microtransaction world, maybe their mobile games will have microtransactions, and maybe their 
console games will be more DLC oriented, that would be an interesting mm. split. I'd be okay yeah. with that. I mean, I've I don't have any objections to microtransactions, but they I feel like the relationship with the player is just so different from when you can pay for something up front. Yeah. It's like you can pay for it and then you don't have to think about money anymore. Mm. But with a game that has microtransactions and to a lesser extent constant DLC, you you have to always make that uh decision not to spend money. And it's a little exhausting I think sometimes. And then of course it opens up the game to they have to design it so that you want to spend money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in Badge Arcade's defense, it's all cosmetic. You don't need anything. No, I need it. (laughs) I do need it. (laughs) I need it like I need my Amiibo. Overall, Nintendo's been fairly good so far with like how they've handled DLC and like microtransactions. I mean, even even um, what was it? Is it the Pokemon Line Match Three lineup thing? Wasn't it something like that? Can you pay like? There was a game recently. You could pay. It was like microtransactions, but you could then pay like a uh, like a full amount just to buy the game outright. What uh, was that game? That was Rumble World. Oh, which both of those games are awful free to play versions of good Pokemon games. <laughs> that made me so sad because Rumble Blast <laughs> had a story about evil toy Pokemon trying to take over the toy Pokemon world, and the original Pokemon Trozoi, which is really similar to Pokemon Shuffle. Um, had a story about, like, this badass cartoon chick who went and, like, blew up, I don't remember what the evil team was, but the evil team's, like, bases, and it was really stylistic and fun and addicting, and they only charged me $30 once, like, 10 years ago, and I still have the game. They didn't take it away or charge me $2 every time I wanted to play it. That's what I hate about free-to-play games, is I can't, you know, just play them 10 years later without... Giving them money. No, but but what you what, what I hate is that you're telling me there's no story mode. Yeah, there's no story mode. I need story mode. I need a I need an honest to god single player campaign. I need story mode. Story mode made Tetris attack. <laughs> so so that the the game you're talking about was a Pokemon game, and you could play like put money in, but then if you felt like it, you could just put in like a like twenty dollars or something and buy the game, right? No, so it was once you spent $35 in microtransactions, it didn't yeah. let you spend any more money in microtransactions. Oh, uh, okay. And that... Oh, this is cool. I like yeah. this I idea. Don't because it wasn't a good because game. Because then it's microtransactions. But I think you also had the option mm-hmm. of just paying the 35 up front, right, and unlocking everything. I think they're like... Oh, it was the Picross game, right? It was the Pokemon Picross. Wait, that's not it. That's not out yet. No, that's out. It? It's that's out here. Out. Yeah. Like, but Pokemon yeah. Rumble World, I think they came out with like a packaged version, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, I think I was thinking about Again. Pokemon Picross, where yeah, it's got like a set limit, but you could also just um, pay money to unlock everything straight away, sort of thing. Yeah, and I don't know if that one is more DLC or microtransaction because you're getting more puzzles. Right. Yeah, yeah, but you need to buy. I think the money is used to like power up your gems or oh. something like that. Yeah, there's like gems or something you have to get somehow. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not too clear on the details. I just remember it from somewhere from like I don't know a month or so ago, <laughs> two months ago. Um, but yeah, that's sort of both. Both that's like microtransactions and also just like a DLC model in one, basically. So 
That's interesting. It's like microtransactions, but with a hard limit that will that will protect you yourself. from that will protect you from yourself and say we're cutting yeah. you off. You know, like at a bar, it's like okay, you've had enough. Yeah, you own the game. Okay, you've given us enough money, which which is strange. Imagine a company saying that. It's like. No, we're not going to take your money anymore. No, I think they mm. did that because uh, Apple got sued because of games like where people could just children could make in-app purchases and they had to refund a bunch of money. And Nintendo doesn't really want to do that down the line. Yeah. So they yeah. just put limits in. So it it might be in their best interest to keep playing every as much as possible above board and you know try to protect players. I feel like they. I feel like. Maybe the money thing is tempting. Like, it would be tempting to like for a company to design this game and think, oh yeah, we're just gonna keep. If they want to give us money, they they should. But I feel like Nintendo should also be in a position to protect the relationship between the develop between the game maker and the player, where it doesn't become toxic. It doesn't become a case where the player starts hating the games because the games are manipulating them psychologically. Mm-hmm. It should be a thing where the games are fun to play and. Whether or not you're you're paying for it, sixty dollars up front, you know, ten dollars for every DLC, or like a buck or two bucks at a time, it should we should be the the end result should be the players actually having fun instead of the player feels like they're being manipulated, yeah. and maybe a, a hard cap to microtransactions would be great for that because it would be like, hey, you've given us a lot of money, you really like this game, guess what? It's free now forever. Mm. That. I would think that would be like a great way to have that relationship because that's what's really changing. Uh, at least before, it was like I give you my money, I have the game, you know, and then now I just get to decide whether it was worth it yeah. or not. But now they, there's this longer conversation with the game maker where the relationship could is much more complex, and my feelings about them is much more complex, mm. and you know, I might think, oh yeah, I'll give you some money now, and then they come out with. And then a, a day after I give them the money, they come out with a sale, and I'm like, I hate you guys. You just took my money. I could have had an extra 500 rubies if I'd waited one day. I hate myself. This game is making me hate myself. I don't want to play this game because I don't feel like I'm in control. I need to go to, like, a thing. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's mm. the danger. When these, no matter how you extract money from people, <laughs> how it changes the relationship. And it'd be really sad if I can't enjoy a Nintendo game because I can't enjoy, you know, the person I am when I'm playing it. Okay, I think we'll have to wrap it up there. Uh, Thanks again, guys, for coming on this episode. I need to... I don't think I've played Badger Arcade today. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Someone's got a problem. (laughs) So, um, yeah, if anyone wants to send us an email that we can talk about on the show, that'd be great. You can send it to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com we're also on twitter at uh, connectivity nwr that's right yeah um yeah that's right and you know and... nick actually sends me really mean emails like why what? isn't anyone why why aren't we getting more <laughs> emails adam it's all your fault <laughs> curses and swears and this is like weird foreign swear words that i don't know australian ones that you australian, don't know yeah, yeah that's right yeah because it's so, it's so different here. <laughs> yeah, it says it's going to put my put my ass, my butt on the Barbie. <laughs> so please, please send us emails. I'm so sad. I'm getting bullied. 
<laughs> it's not true. You don't believe him. Yeah. Cyberbullying is, it is bad. I feel like Demi Lovato when she was on Disney Channel. All the other Disney Channel stars are bullying me. <laughs> is that a Wizards of Waverly Place reference? Uh, no, she was on Sonny with a Chance. And then they, okay. she left for the second season because she got bullied by the other Disney Channel stars. I, I, tell us how you really. I feel like <laughs> I'm being bullied by Disney Channel stars. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, all right. Thanks uh, again, guys. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Send us mail. <laughs> I'm not going to